What's up, everybody? I'm Caitlin. And I'm Nick. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Breath today. If it's your first time and you're wondering what Morning Breath is, it's a daily devotion where one of our pastors and a co-host come into our studio, uh, read a chapter on air with you guys, whether that's on YouTube, Spotify, or the radio. Yeah. And if you would like to find out more information about East Coast in general, you can go to our website. That is eccc.us or download our app. Yeah. Let's get into the chapter. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastors Matt and Jessica Stahlbaum. Hey, what's up and welcome to Morning Breath. I am Matt and this is Jessica. Your drive time devotion sure to jumpstart your day I or... I was purposely not saying it. I was trying <gasps> so hard. And I said it. It's good. I complete you. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is funny to say it because you're like, you're probably listening to this at any time Do not of the drive day. and watch YouTube. Yes. Oh, that's true. Yeah. We if you don't know, we this. have a YouTube channel, um, East Coast, and this show's on it. Yeah. It's fun. We should say that a lot. We should. Wait, is we that... Um, Nick, is that in the intro that this is actually a video for our show. Okay, yeah, Perfect. We, have to, we have to say that then. That we have a YouTube channel. That there's YouTube stream of this. Yep. The, a lot of people listen to it on the radio. the radio. Yeah. So on Monday, we have it where you can see us. So if we're referring to our facial expressions or what we're wearing and you're on the radio and you're like, how am I supposed to know that? Well, you can go back and find it on video and see us and see our hands flailing. Yeah. And by the way, we're also uh, looking for new businesses. There are applications available to advertise on this show. If you're yep. interested, if that would, if that's something that you'd like, we we do charge for it because this does cost us quite a bit of money yep. to be on the radio. It's but not free. It's a way to. Uh, it's it's not a advertisement. It's a sponsorship because mm-hmm. it's. Uh, I think 91.5 is a non for profit radio station. Yeah. So, but it's a sponsorship, and uh, we your ads will go up, your business will be promoted. And there's a way to do that. The best way to find that out would be to call oh the Lord. front office, 321-452-1060. Or you could message our Facebook, uh-huh. uh, East Coast Facebook. Yep. Or you could reach out to me personally on Instagram or Facebook and ask. I'll eventually find it, but those are not, that's not the best way. Not the best and way. And if you want to follow us on Instagram or Facebook, check it out. Matt Stahlbaum and Jessica Stahlbaum, both, yep. both platforms. We're not on TikTok. No. Or anything else. We have strong feelings about... Lots of things. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what are we going to talk about? Yeah. We have strong feelings about lots of things. Just everything. Yep. We're not not opinionated at all. No. So we are in September. So happy birthday month to you. Your birthday is at the end of the month. And so we're looking forward to that. I love celebrating you. September 6th. So we've started a new message series called Reset. And it's it's really about coming back to the heart of God in this season. A major emphasis on prayer. In fact, um, all of our campuses are boosting their intercessor prayer team or restarting an intercessor prayer team or What does intercessor mean? Intercessor prayer team is essentially a prayer team that meets every week and prays for the church and it prays for the loss and it prays for the the desire uh, for as the church grows and the needs that are that we're running up against. It's praying for hurting families. It's praying for people. Mm -hmm. Um, And they meet they'll be meeting on Sunday mornings here. Uh, all across every location. So there's four campuses, the Avenue Worship Center, the Parkway, which are both in Merritt Island, the Coco Campus, which is off Friday Road on f- off of 524, on f- Friday Road, rather. And then our Vieira Campus currently meets in the high school, and we're building out our new building that is right off of Tavistock and Vieira Boulevard. Woo-hoo! Yay. All right. So if you're interested in being on a prayer team, 
Um, we have amazing prayer teams during the service, and we're building out our behind-the-scenes intercessor prayer team. Just come, tell somebody, sign up, get involved. Yeah. Go to the website, sign up on the website. Intercessory prayer is great because you get to just come, and if you're kind of more of, of a behind-the-scenes person, it's a great way to still be on a team, but... Get to know people. Get to know people. And but, exercise your gift. Yes. I'm taking the words out of your mouth. Oh, that, I'm so yes. sorry. No, it's okay. Yeah, I'm exercise confused. the gift of prayer that God has given you. Yeah. We need you. Yes. We need your prayer. Yes, we do. In this season, we need it more than ever. For sure. Yeah. So we always do a question of the day, and we're running out of questions. So again, all those ways that we told you to contact us, send us your questions as well. And uh, today's question is from Nancy Gammon, one of my favorite people. And she is um, Pastor David Gammon's wife, and he they lead the Mezzanine, which is our young adult church that we have here at East Coast. But her question for us is, what is our favorite TV show of all time? Isn't that a hard question? Of all time? Of all time. That's tough. I've had some time to think about this, so I will go first. I think The Chosen is not, well, I guess we have to call TV show. Anything that's streaming and you can watch on your TV is a TV show. So The Chosen is about Jesus, and it's amazing, and it's not, um, uh, what's the word when it's like, like lame? It's not lame. <laughs> it's not lame it's at not all. It's not lame Christian it's not, stuff. Yeah. It's actually produced extremely really well. well. Like mm -hmm. so good, so impactful, and you have to watch it. But I have to say another show that I love and that we watched on Netflix when Netflix, do you remember this? Was a DVD subscription program. Oh, yeah. I remember and that. you had to get the DVDs mailed to you. And you could choose the one DVD or the three DVDs. Oh, yeah. And we started at the one DVD, and then we're like, oh my gosh, you have to wait. You have to mail it back. You have to wait till they get it before they send you another one. We're moving to the three DVD subscription. It, they didn't do that for very long because I think they realized this is ridiculous. Let's just stream everything, right? It was kind well, of like the technology when that wasn't available. But it was time. like right on the cusp of it. And so yeah. they didn't do the DVD thing. I'm sure they don't do that anymore. Anyway, the show is West Wing. Do you remember watching that together? Yeah. On the DVD subscription yeah. thing? I would not put that in my top five, oh. just so you know. I think it's like good King memories. King of Queens. King of Queens there. is a good We watched one. every single King of Queens. Yeah. And currently, I would put in SEAL Team it is on a good CBS. Show. Yeah. There's I a, there's a couple other SEAL Teams that are like, that show? I'm like, not that one, the CBS show. Yeah. Love SEAL yeah. Team. Yes. Love it. Yes. We both watched that one together. It was a really good show. That was one where you started it and you're like, you'll love this show. And I'm like, whatever, I don't trust your opinion in TV. And then. <laughs> but like my favorite show to watch myself of all time, um, 12 Monkeys. It's a sci fi and you hate it. But I hated it so much. Mind blowing. So weird. I hate sci fi, I think. And when you told me to watch it, it was like the most gruesome. Allegedly, no. oh, there was one the most one episode. episode that there ever was, and so uh, it was I just cold. Not... It was just cold, like it was about like uh, Eastern European like dictatorship. They just were killing innocent people. people. What well, happens? <laughs> I know, but I'm not going to watch it, it or like, subject it myself yeah, to I it. I know, I know, but still, that was like yes. the toughest one. So I think we went through that, and then I lost trust in him. Oh, and then I brought you back for a second one, and it, it was, was the, the second worst, worst one. The worst. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't trust you at all in your TV recommendations, so I didn't watch SEAL Team for a long time. And then 
I finally did, and it was really good. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't believe me on SEAL Team, but now you're in. Well, we've talked too long about this. Let's okay. get on to the uh, chapter. Second Samuel chapter 2. So we are back in the Old Testament, and I love flip-flopping back and forth. And I'm going to read all of it. Okay. So it happened after this that David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up into one of the cities of Judah? And the Lord said to him, Go up. David asked, Where shall I go? And he said, To Hebron or Hebron. I'm going to go Hebron. So David went up there to Hebron with his two wives also, Ahinoam of Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel in Judah. And David brought up his men who were with him, each one with his household, and they lived in the cities of Hebron. Then the men of Judah came, and there they anointed David king over the house of Judah. Then they told David, it was the men of Jabesh-Gilead who buried Saul. So David sent messengers to the men of Jabesh-Gilead and said to them, May you be blessed by the Lord, because you showed this graciousness and loyalty to Saul, your lord king, and buried him. Now may the Lord show loving kindness and truth and faithfulness to you. I too will show this goodness to you, because you have done this thing. So now let your hands be strong and be valiant, for your lord Saul is dead, and also the house of Judah has anointed me king over them. Now Saul's cousin Abner, the son of Ner, commander of Saul's army, had taken Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, and brought him over to Mahanim. Mahanim. He made Is that a thing? I don't know. What was that? He made him king over Gilead over I'll try again when it's later. He made him king over Gilead, over the Asherites, over Jezreel, over Ephraim, over Benjamin, even over all of Israel except Judah. Ishbosheth, Saul's son, was forty years old when he became king over Israel and he reigned for two years. But the house of Judah followed David. And the time that David was king of Hebron over the house of Judah was seven years and six months. Now Abner, the son of Ner, and the servants of Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, went out from Mahanaim, I'll try it again later, to Gibeon. Joab, David's nephew, the son of Zeruiah, and the servants of David also went out and met them by the pool of Gibeon. They sat down with one group on one side of the pool and the other group on the other side of the pool. Then Abner said to Joab, let the young man now stand and have a contest before us. And Joab said, let them stand. So they stood up and went over by number, 12 for Benjamin and Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, and 12 of the servants of David. Each one of them seized his opponent by the head and thrust a sword into his opponent's side. So they fell down together. Therefore, that place was called Helkath Hazarim, that is, the Field of Sides, which is in Gibeon. There was a very fierce battle that day, and Abner and the men of Israel were beaten before the servants of David. Three sons of Zariah, the half-sister of David, were there, Joab, Abishai, and Asahel. Now, Asahel was as light and swift-footed as one of the wild gazelles in the field. Asahel pursued Abner and did not turn to the right or left as he followed him. Then Abner looked behind him and said, Is that you, Asahel? He answered, It is I. So Abner said to him, Turn to your right or your left and grab one of the young men and take his armor for yourself. But Asahel was not willing to turn away from pursuing Abner. Abner repeated again, Turn away from following me. Why should I have to strike you to the ground? How would I be able to face Joab, your brother, and look him in the eye? But Asahel refused to turn away. So Abner struck him in the abdomen with the butt end of his spear, and the spear came out his back, and he fell there and died on the spot. And it came about that everyone who came to the place where Asahel fell and died stood still and reflected. But Joab and Abishai, Asahel's brothers, pursued Abner. When the sun was going down, they came to the hill of Ammah, which is in front of Gia, on the way to the wilderness of Gibeon. And the sons of the tribe of Benjamin gathered together behind Abner and became one troop and took their stand on the top of the hill. Then Abner called to Joab, must the sword devour forever? Do you not know that it will be better in the end? How long will it be before you tell the people to stop pursuing their brothers? Joab said, as God lives, if you had not spoken, the people certainly would have stopped pursuing their brothers in the morning. So Joab blew the trumpet and all the people halted and no longer pursued Israel, nor did they fight any more. Then Abner and his men went through the Arabah desert region all that night, crossed the Jordan, went through Bithron and walked the whole morning and came to 
Mahanaim, where Ishbosheth ruled Israel. Joab returned from pursuing Abner. And when he'd gathered all the people together, 19 of David's servants were missing, besides Asahel. But the servants of David had struck down many of Benjamin and Abner's men, so 360 men died. And they picked up the body of Asahel and buried him in the tomb of his father in Bethlehem. Then Joab and his men walked all night, and they arrived in Hebron at daybreak. Boom. So why do I need to watch 12 Monkeys when I can just read about (laughs) this craziness in the Bible? There we go. I also want to know why some names from the Bible, like that's a Bible name, like David and Benjamin and Joshua and Jacob, and like why we use these names as like Instead common. My name. Instead, there is a spider above your head. Oh, uh, it's a baby. Got him. Oh my gosh. You're, I expected I'm to see so a tarantula. Sorry. <laughs> I literally expected to see like a tarantula like... descending upon me. <laughs> It was microscopic. You're so brave. You just were like, woo. Okay. Got Sorry. Oh, I'm hot. I hate spiders. Okay. Just like David's men. Yeah. Whoop David's these mighty kids men. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, why are David, Joshua, Jacob, all those like normal names, Benjamin? And then why aren't we using Abner and Ner and Ishbosheth? Because and... those names are dumb. That's I'm true. just kidding. It's true. <laughs> Sorry, Abner. I don't sure know why. I don't know why. Okay. Anyway, do you know why? No. We, we're gonna we're gonna do some research on that. Be, yep. But before that, I want to jump into the question: um, When David inquired of the Lord, "Where shall I go up?" and it's just a really simple thought. Um, when he inquired of God, "Shall I go up to any of the cities of Judah?" The Lord said, "Go up." And he said, "Where shall I go up?" And he said, uh, "Hebron." And I just thought, man, I need to be asking God more questions like mm. I need to be asking him more and um, and quit telling him oh. what I need to be doing yeah. all the time. That's good. What I think I need to do mm-hmm. all the time. And I mm-hmm. need to say, God, what, what do you want me to do? What do you want me and to do? It reminded me of the message I preached on a couple, three, four weeks ago about Paul, who when he was converted in Acts chapter 9, um, he had fallen off of his horse, a great light, a bright light shone about him. It blinded him. He fell off his horse. He said, Lord, are, who are you, Lord? Like, who, who's talking to me right now? And it was Jesus. And he asked Jesus, Lord, what do you want me to do? And it just reminded me of the thought of being open to God and to be open to him, mm-hmm. to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, Not, but not just be sensitive, but actually in action to say, Lord, what do you want me to do? Like, God, what do you want me to do about this situation? Yeah. I think so often I tend to not ask God what to do. I tend to kind of just um, procrastinate until it comes to me. I don't know. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. It's just like, uh, I'll figure it out. This, yeah. you know? And one, uh, one thought that I shared is if you want to follow God, you want to be great, you want to know the path he has for you. Um, David is fighting through Saul's death, okay, which created a ton of chaos, a ton of miniature kings trying to rise up. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that's going on in David's life right now. This is the time where he needs to say, God, what should I do? Yeah. If David wasn't asking that question, imagine one of these other kings started asking that question. Would we be even talking about David right now? Yeah, I that's don't a good know. Point. Like, if David was just doing his own thing, Our, we'd be naming our sons Ishbosheth. Yeah, Ishbosheth, man, the star <laughs> of Ishbosheth. Like, seriously though, like David's willingness to continue to seek the Lord and and go, God, what do you want me to do? 
pave the way for his kingdom and his kingship legacy. And, and I think the same would kind of go along for us is the fact that our continual openness to God. And uh, if you missed the message, I really encourage you to go back and listen to it because I'm sharing this concept that we're like all wearing a sign around our neck that says closed for business. Mm-hmm. Like we're not, we're not only not open to God, but we're also not open to the needs of other people around us. Mm-hmm. This is a big deal. We are blind to other people's needs. And I noticed, I've noticed a trend in certain people that this season has caused some people to be blind to the needs of the church. Mm. And they come to church, but they don't see the needs in the church. They don't see the need to serve. Mm -hmm. They don't see the need to give. Mm -hmm. They are so concerned about their own needs they've become consumers yep. of Christianity inside a church. Yeah. And a church that is full of consumers is a powerless church. Yeah. Uh, continually draining other people's generosity. Yeah. And other people's gifts yeah. and callings. That's good. No, we're not consumers. And they're stealing from themselves too, because there is a blessing commanded on unity and serving and giving of yourselves and all of these things give and it shall be given to you all of you know there is cause and effect yeah to participate so what's in. causing you to st- to not give like most people if they're honest they have finances to give like even if it's a, a dollar like my daughter has a dollar you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying like most people it's not why well, i have 0 dollars what is it that's preventing you from giving finances like seriously or serving mm-hmm. or giving of your time. But just talk about finances for a second. What's stopping you? It's not money. Mm-hmm. You don't realize the need and you also don't realize that God wants to use you to take care of that need. Mm-hmm. Like that's what you got to understand. God wants to do it through you. Yeah. He doesn't want to do it through someone else. He wants to do it through you. I think this could be harsh, but I think it's an actual lack of trust in God. Because if you read what God says about giving and how seriously he takes it, and you trust him, you trust that give and it shall be given to you, press down, shaken together and running over, and you give because God loves a cheerful giver, and you actually ask God, should I do this? And you participate in that process with him, and you have dialogue with him, like you'll do it because you trust him. Like back in Mark, when we, when we studied Mark last uh, week, Mark chapter 10, there was a part of, the, part of the chapter I didn't read but, or didn't say, but it was a woman who gave a gift of uh, an alabaster yes, perfume. Yes, I wanted to talk about that too. That was a fortune. Yeah. And a memorial was made to her name. Yes. Forever. And they said, we will talk about her forever forever for people who believe in Jesus. We'll talk about her forever. And we were, we're talking about her right now. Yeah. Okay. So does my giving equate to people will talk about me forever? No, but your giving prepares the way for your legacy. Yeah. Your children's future. Yeah. Your children's children future. I tithe not for myself, but I tithe for my grandchildren. Mm-hmm. I don't even have yet. Yeah. You know what I tithe for too? Your grandchildren. Yeah. Like other people's grandchildren. I, I, I give the church tithes for, for our own good, yes, but also for the good of the future, mm-hmm. literally. Yep. People have made this big thing about with COVID, like m- wear the mask for somebody else, get vaccinated for somebody mm-hmm. else, all this stuff for somebody else. 
We're doing it for somebody else. You know what? Giving, sometimes you do need to think about somebody else besides yourself. Yeah. But the cool thing about giving of your time, of your talents, of your money, it is for yourself. It is for other people. And we can do so much more together than we can do uh, separate. Yeah. Um, as a church, uh, when, when the um, earthquakes hit Haiti, mm-hmm. we are partners with Convoy of Hope, uh, mission partners. And they were immediately in Haiti. Mm-hmm. And because people give financially to East Coast, guess what? We got, we to, be were, part of that. We got to be a part of that. Yeah. Immediate in Haiti. You know, they got hit with an earthquake. Hundreds of people died immediately, like literally overnight. So others died. Others were hurt. And there was a tropical depression on top of them like the next day. Like, what are we going to do? We're going to pray. Yeah, but we're also going to do something about it. Yeah. We were able to do something yep. about it immediately because one of our missions partners uh, is is actually, uh, they're about crisis. They go in and they feed people. Disaster and they relief. Tear, last, disaster relief. Yeah. Like, seriously, we can do more together than we can do separately. Yep. Lord, what do you want me to do? Where do I need to go? God, how can I be a part of what you're doing in this world? Am I going to be over here shut down? Like, don't mess with me. Mm-hmm. You know, don't. So the message you're referring to, I wanted to say, so people could, could go back and look at it, was our, from our On the Big Screen series, our last series. Number two. Uh, number two, The Jungle Cruise. So I would go back and watch. It was really good. Really, really good. Uh, verse, I actually picked the same verse for But us. I didn't talk about tithing and that or giving. No, that just was just so bonus. You know. Just so you know. This was just bonus. This was the Holy Spirit leading us. So I picked for my soap, which I explained in depth last week. If you want to go back to our Monday episode of Morning Breath, I believe on August 30th. But um, I picked verse one, the same verse. And you did that to me the other day too. We picked mm. the same verse. So it happened after this, David inquired of the Lord saying, shall I go up into one of the cities of Judah? And the Lord said to him, go up. David asked, where shall I go? And he said to Hebron or Hebron. And my observation is that Saul had just died. Like Matt said, it was a big transition moment. But we have to remember that David already knew that he was anointed to be the next king of Israel. Like how easy would it have been to be like, Yes, I'm sad Saul died, although I'm not maybe super sad because he did try to kill me like 17 times. But now's my moment. Now I know it's time. It's my time. I know I'm anointed. Like God sent Samuel to anoint me the next king of Israel. He passed all my brothers and he chose me out of the fields. He made my dad go get me out of the fields, even though he was trying to overlook me. And he chose me and he anointed me to be the next king of Israel. Now's my time. Would that not have been... That's what I would have been thinking for real. Yeah. And he still chose to say, God, what do you want to, me to do? Where shall I go? What should I do? And then God said, told him what to do, but he said, Where shall I go? And he was he was so humble to inquire of the Lord. And my application for that is never assume what you are supposed to do. Ask God. Yeah. I would David, that was his moment, you know, like it's just so impactful to me to think that he knew and he waited and he, and he was honorable. It's so easy to become an expert that you stop asking God. Yeah. I, I, I've fallen prey to that a few times in my life uh, of advice giving, right? Where people are like, Pastor Matt, what do I do about this situation? What do I do about that situation? What do I do about this? What do I do about I got to the point where I started being asked questions that I was like, uh, don't know. Like, and I realized what have I been relying on wisdom? Yes. Yeah. But I'm going to rely on the spirit of the Lord and wisdom. And so I'm going to say now, if you ask me what to do, unless it's like insanely simple and there's like a verse I can just give you immediately, 
I'm going to say, well, what do you, what do we think the Lord's saying to do in this? Mm-hmm. And uh, just the other day, someone said, should I move back to Pennsylvania to, or stay here in Florida? Hmm. And I was like, tell me about it. Like, give me a little more information. And, and, and uh, they said they felt like God was calling them to stay here. And I was like, well, if you feel like the Lord is leading you to stay here, mm-hmm. then guess what? That's where you need to be. You need yeah. to follow the spirit of the Lord. Yeah. And you can also change your mind. Yeah. If you don't like it. Yeah. And you realize you made a mistake. Yeah. So go with what the spirit of God is saying right now. Follow peace. You know, follow the follow the peace of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I just would recommend to you guys as we shut down the show today, as we close it out, follow God, ask him what to do. Even if you know about your finances, retirement, anything mm-hmm. about your kids, ask him anyway. Humble yourself. You yeah. know, you'd be surprised what he'll tell you to do. Yeah. He knows things you don't know. Oh, yeah. Well, thanks for listening to the broadcast. Check out our shows on um, the other shows this week, and we'll see you next week. Bye. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. Please enjoy a word from our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Cocoa Village, but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321 454 4531. That's 321-454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. Pineapple Garden, assisted living facility located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved ones are safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com.
For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.